name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to the first day of Halloween. Halloween. And to episode 169. In this episode, we are going to discuss the taking of Deborah Logan. I don't know why I sing song to that. <laughs> and this one is, if you have not seen the taking of Deborah Logan, it's kind of found footage. I guess it's found yeah. footage. It's like a documentary crew is yeah. doing this. I mean, it's it says it's found footage. So, yeah, I guess we'll say it's found footage. It's just not like someone <laughs> found, found footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know. But, yes, technically it's a found footage film. And it's about Alzheimer's. And I was kind of thinking, like, I have mixed feelings about the premise of this film. It was It came out in 2014. And, there, you know, we progress as a society. And mm-hmm. I, you know, Alzheimer's is spooky, just like in general, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to watch a film, like a horror film. And and this is not like the first time this has been done, or I don't know if the visit came. I think the visit came after this, but Alzheimer's is just like a scary disease in general. Like my grandmother had Alzheimer's and she was a sundowner mm-hmm. and so she would actually just like get up in the middle of the night walk around like stand in doorways because she would forget what she was doing and she, yeah it was, it was it was like actually like real life scary right right and you know we would just like put her back to bed and she'd be fine but like if you think about it in like the the realm of like a horror movie it's like spooky spooky right yeah so it's easy to you know think about like okay, well, that would be like a creepy context for a horror Mm -hmm. film. And I never really thought about it until, like, I've seen this movie before. It was a long time. I think I saw it in 2015. So, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I thought, I haven't really thought about it a ton since then, other than like, the movie was on Netflix for a while. So I'd see it, you know, come up. Mm -hmm. And I just hadn't watched it since. And that iconic gif comes up, you know. Yeah of i think we all know the end of it (laughs) her eating somebody's head the unhinged jaw like a snake yeah yeah we'll get into that and like yeah i but i was thinking like as i was watching it and like you know i've grown up a lot and i think about things a little bit more now and i was kind of like you know it's a little sad to like exploit alzheimer's Mm -hmm. you know and like, I, I actually, so spoiler alert, I do actually like this film. I thought it was effective and I thought it was spooky and mm-hmm. I thought it was well shot and well written. And I don't know, I just, I, I do like it. But at the same time, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's still kind of hard to like, because Alzheimer's is really sad. It's it's actually my mom's greatest fear because of what happened to her mom. And then mm-hmm. I had to see, like, if you've seen the breakdown of dementia and Alzheimer's, like, it is incredibly, like, I've seen the breakdown of the body, like, in cancer. I lost my dad and his mom to cancer, and I just saw the body completely shut down and break down. And then I saw, on the flip side of that, my grandmother completely break down and, mm-hmm. you know, but you're seeing that with your grandmother as well. The mm-hmm. mind go. Yeah. And I would much rather my body break down. Mm-hmm. Because 
it is just absolutely terrifying watching that with someone and then having to like consider what they're experiencing in their head as well. Mm -hmm. There's just like a lot of terror just in the disease itself. When you strip away all of the like, you know, horror movie aspect, the supernatural aspects of this film, just in Alzheimer's itself is Mm -hmm. really scary. Like in the beginning of the film. So this is a documentary film done by a team of students for a, I think a dissertation like a PhD or a medical student, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they want to follow this woman through her disease progression of Alzheimer's for X amount of time. And the reason that the family is doing it is because they get grant money for it and they need it to, you know, pay bills, keep her house, the medical bills, all that stuff. Because, you know, Mm. America, you need. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. There's like I one of my favorite memes is like there's a whole show about, you know, somebody that has cancer, can't pay his bills. So he turns to like making meth and being a crime lord, you know, just to take care of his family. Yeah. So, you know, that that's is the, the yeah, that's our healthcare system in a nutshell. And so they need the money to do this. And so that's why they're doing it. And so the film crew shows up and it's Deborah Logan is our Alzheimer's patient or something. And then Sarah is her daughter. And then the film crew is, there's like three of them. There's two guys. And then the main student's name is Mia. And the film crew is just like recording her daily life. And it starts out like pretty, like what you would see a normal Alzheimer's symptoms. Like she'll Mm -hmm. start doing something and forget. She'll walk into a room and forget. She's cooking something and doesn't cook it very well. She has a history of leaving the stove on and it starting a fire. Like my grandmother did that. She put something in the microwave for 30 minutes instead of 30 seconds. Jesus. Like that's the, yeah. And that's, it's really hard because like they don't understand why they need supervision or why they eventually need to go into homes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you're going to kill yourself or other people. Like that's the, that's the real sad part, especially if, like, they're in apartment buildings or something. Right. Or why they need their licenses taken away eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandmother came over to our house one time and she lived about 25 minutes away. And she ended up getting lost and ended up in, like, a parking lot in Dallas somewhere when she didn't live in Dallas. She just kept driving. Yeah. That's what's happening to my grandfather right now. He's lived in Boston his whole life in a uh, area that is very close to Boston. It's like a suburb and he got lost the other day and he was like right by home. Oh, that's so that's the worst. And like, there's still enough cognition there to like, you know, be scared, but then like, if people are like, okay, you shouldn't drive anymore and also be angry about it. Yep. He's, he's being like that also where he, people are like, okay, you can't drive anymore. And now he's throwing a fit. So yeah, that's fun. Yep. Like, one time my grandmother was driving home and was driving on the wrong side of the road on like mm. a service road of a highway. Awesome. Yeah. So that was especially when they actually had to get like, we had to get police involved to tell her she couldn't do it because she wouldn't listen to us. Ah, you know? so that's, that's one way you can do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> have other people, you know. Right. But then at the same time, I mean, they have, if they have access to a car, they might just take it. Yeah, we had to. 
like hide all of that, you know, mm-hmm. like her son, my grandmother's son, my uncle lived with her. So it was like, you know, because my grandfather had died years and years and years before, but had to like really keep a lock on that, you know, because mm-hmm. otherwise she would, she would just take it. It was, yeah. So anyways, it's very sad, but, and they talk about how like they hallucinate and stuff like that. And they see things that aren't there. And like, sometimes, yeah. you know, I'm sure that can be comforting to them because they see people that aren't there, like family members and stuff. But then on the flip side, I'm sure there's things that are just. Yeah. Like, I guess I, I understand. I knew that because that's basically what people say is, you know, you're talking to someone and they think that you're their dad or something like that. So I guess I can understand that being hallucination type stuff, but I'd never heard it flat out said as hallucination. And that makes me a little more scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the, I mean, the body breaks down as well. I'm not saying it's like either mind or body because Alzheimer's takes both, but it's just first the mind. Yeah. And the the fact that you've told me that the way that you die from Alzheimer's is starvation. Yeah. Wow. That is uh, that us as a society just allow that to happen is so inhumane. That is wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, eventually your body just, like, gives out, like, your heart will stop and things like that. But, like, you do eventually the muscles, like, your brain basically forgets how to swallow in, like, a very simple way to describe it. Like, you forget how to do everything. Like, your brain doesn't, the it's, it doesn't connect it's with the rest of your body. Out. Like, it, your brain yes. is being eaten by this disease. Correct, yes. Yeah. So it doesn't connect to anything else. So like my grandmother, for example, like couldn't, once you, she couldn't swallow anymore. It's like, okay, well it's feeding tube. And she eventually got down to like 80, 70, 80 pounds. Yeah. Like that's even things that I've heard from like nurses and stuff. What, you know, what's the scariest thing, you know, and people will often say that with Alzheimer's it's you starve to death and once you once the patient isn't eating anymore you know that it's about time for them to go why are we not you know we do it with just kill me yeah we do it with animals we put them down why are we not putting people out of their misery because that's that is so wrong to just let people lay there and starve to death yeah i would absolutely like when somebody is of sound mind we should be able to let them have like we have living wills we should let them have dying wills as well absolutely You know, like if I were to get Alzheimer's, I would, you know, at a certain place where if I couldn't recognize any of my family, if I was miserable all the time and my grandmother got to the point where like I loved her, she was a wonderful grandmother, I had a wonderful relationship with her. So it's not like this is all I remember of her. But Mm -hmm. you know, it got to the point where, you know, she was upset all the time, she broke her hip and then didn't understand that the physical therapy she had to go through was because she broke her hip. So she just thought they were literally torturing her all the time. Yeah, that's no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how scary, you know, Mm -hmm. people coming into your room all the time and like moving your legs and being in an immense amount of pain and not understanding why. Right. Exactly. Because you don't know you broke your hip, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, no fucking thank you. No. So, yeah. I I mean, and this isn't even like, I mean, yes, the movie's about that, but it also just. But it's kind of not like spoiler alert for me this was pretty good until they started bringing in supernatural stuff and i'm not saying i wanted wanted it to 
exploit dementia or Alzheimer's. I don't. But at the same time, that is a real scary thing. And then you kind of killed it a little bit with bringing in the supernatural. And by that point, I was like, eh, that's lame. Because Alzheimer's is scary. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it didn't kill it for me because that just wasn't the point of their movie. But like, in my opinion, but I think that it brought into where we, you know, the point of where we definitely could just do that, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't I've seen the visit and I don't really remember it. I don't remember if they took it supernatural or not, but I do know that it felt like it was a little bit more Alzheimer's, more of the track of the film. It was. The visit was more. They were just creepy people. They were kind of like we just talked last week about the strangers just showing up. They're kind of more like that. That's right. Okay. I just remember the whole thing now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I do... I do know that basically how I felt is that they started with Alzheimer's because it's a creepy disease, but then they basically took that and was like, oh, but wait, it's not Alzheimer's. It just mimicked that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they didn't know where to go from there to keep it creepy. So let's throw in Supernatural. I see what you're saying. I just disagree with it. So yeah, I, I, I think that, so my whole, I guess my point with the Alzheimer's stuff is like, I just, it's hard to see, you know, Alzheimer's like, I, I, and I don't necessarily think they exploited it, but it kind of rides a fine Mm, line. Yeah, like right there-ish. Yeah, exactly. It, and I think all films that use disease as like Mm -hmm. a, a device can do that. You know what I mean? Definitely. And with Alzheimer's patients, it's especially difficult because they don't, and I know this is an actress, but like when you think about Alzheimer's specifically, they don't know what's happening. Yes. You know, and so. And the fact that she's just an actress, by the way, amazing job. Oh my God, dude. Like this woman, I don't know what else she has done. But Jesus Christ, she even Mm -hmm. gets naked for part of this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And like. It wasn't even like, you're like, oh my God, there's an old lady naked. No, like it was so good. Uh-huh. Let's see. Who, let's, let, me, let, me, let me just see. She's on All My Children. I mean, she's got a pretty expansive, she was in Shutter Island. Ooh. Yeah. That's the main thing that I see that I recognize. I mean, her career started in 1971 and her last film was 2018, but she's done television since the 80s all the way up until 2020 young and the restless csi desperate housewives law and order all my children like yeah she's 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 a legit actress like she she did a really great job like i think that the whole they they use alzheimer's because it was easy to mimic the symptoms of what this thing was doing to her Mm -hmm. and to take all of these people by surprise basically definitely yeah i guess so yeah But I mean, when I was watching this film, I was watching it by myself and I'm like in living in a room in my basement right now for because my dog had ACL surgery and it's like the lowest point in my house. So it's easy to let her outside. And the room that I'm in has like no windows. And so when I turn out the lights, when I say like cave darkness, (laughs) it was spooky. I bet. I bet. Like, Lord. Okay. So this 
actually had some really good some of the jump scares were a little like okay but then some of them were actually really well done like so it starts off with her having normal alzheimer's symptoms right so she is walking around at night forgetting things and sometimes she'll get a little aggressive my grandmother did the same thing they get frustrated because they don't know what's going on most of the time like it's really sad Mm -hmm. right but then she'll wake up at night and just like be standing in the corner of a room Mm mm-hmm spooky as shit right and she attacks one of the cameramen like things that defy normal stuff start happening Mm -hmm. and like they record audio of her speaking french yeah weird right and it specifically when they translate it talking about like sacrifice and snakes and blood in a river like the fuck (laughs) right like, mm. and she keeps going out to this one spot in her garden, like even at one point in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. just like digging shit up. See, I'd put a bell on her. <laughs> right. You know, like a <laughs> low jack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know how people put like bell collars on their cats so they don't kill birds. Exactly. That's what I do to her. Like, she'd probably take it off, but like. And, like, I'm just even looking at the cover right now, and they made her look so creepy. Yes. Like, mm, I'm not mm. saying it's not creepy, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I did myself a disservice, or the horror community did, by just inundating me with that one gif and just saying how fucking creepy it was. And by the time I got to it, I was like, I I was really expecting a lot. And then I... I kind of just let myself down, I guess, because I was expecting so much. No, totally. And it's sad. Like, the internet's great, but then, like, also yeah. you get spoilers. And exactly. It's like, mm. So the one thing that really should have made me go, oh, I had already seen a billion times in a little, you know, gif. I will say I could have gone without the unhinged jaw eating the person. Yeah. That, you know, I get it. Like, I know that was the, that was their, like, big moment. But, mm-hmm. she, okay, so she's, she, it's a demon. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the whole thing. So, basically, it's a demon. And it's like a snake demon. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's kind of taking over because of the Alzheimer's and the fact that she's losing herself, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so they do mention that it's easy for demons to do young children because they're so vulnerable and then older people because they're so vulnerable, which we don't see as much. Usually it's like young children and stuff like that. So, and especially because Alzheimer's is really just so scary, it was used as a device here. So, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's what catapulted this into like the next level of possession. And I do like that her daughter figures it out pretty quickly. Yeah, her daughter's pretty good. I, I really liked her. Yeah. Once I found out that she was homophobic, though, not her daughter. So her daughter's gay. And then, like, we find out Deborah herself was homophobic to her daughter. I'm like, ah, let her get possessed. <laughs> yeah, but I'm wondering, like, I wish they would have touched on it more because it, it yes, it kind of says that. Basically, she says that she kissed a girl in the barn and her mom walked in and freaked out and sent her off to boarding school. But she also says that spoiler alert to this whole thing the guy that is possessing her mom was a serial killer and they he needed to i don't know do like six or seven or something there was a magic number for him to live forever or something i think it was five five i think she was supposed to be the fifth one right yeah and deborah's daughter was supposed to be the fifth one 
and you know deborah killed him that's what she's digging for and sent her daughter off to boarding school so i'm wondering if it's around the same time like i'm not saying she's not homophobic maybe she is maybe it was also just a good excuse to be like oh now i can send her away i don't know i don't know that's just true. an idea that's a good point the only reason that i was like homophobe is because she keeps making comments about her flannels <laughs> yes it's also that yeah but that's a good point point. and i mean either way so there was a Deborah was a switchboard operator when she was, you know, younger and she was a single mom. So basically she was an answering service for everyone in this town. And we do one night, one of the creepiest nights, all of a sudden her switchboard works again. And it's the loudest fucking sound that they're yeah. just waking up to. Yep. And there's, she's sitting there. Isn't this the naked night? Yeah. <laughs> she's sitting there naked at her switchboard tuned into this one channel it's like 337 or something but they can't find any records of 337 but like this was super creepy because she was just sitting there and at this point they're all scared of her they're like you go no you go yeah exactly I'd be like bitches your mom you go (laughs) (laughs) and she eventually does like she really I I don't know man I don't know if I could be that fucking brave even with my own mother because there are times where she does. She just walks up to her and she's like, mom. And I'm like, you're going to get fucking cut. There's a point where she has a fucking knife in her hand and she's going after one of the camera guys and she's just walking up to her. And I'm like, now you're going to get stabbed in the chest. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Like, this woman is brave. I really liked her daughter. Me too. I guess it would be probably the safest for the daughter to go up there because everyone else, like if she's going to recognize anyone, it's going to be her daughter. Right, exactly. But also... Her daughter is starting to be convinced that she is possessed. Like, we're getting there. She's not quite there yet. But, like, this is the point that gets her there Mm -hmm. this night here. So she freaks out. She actually, like, there are, like, like electrocutes herself, kind of. And there are, like, sparks flying around. It's all dramatic. And she calls for the doctor. And she has this one doctor that is taking care of her. And they figure out that this channel that she was like trying to like the line for three, three, seven at her switchboard that was ringing belonged to a physician or a pediatrician. I think it was like Desjardin or whatever. Henry, Henry Desjardin was his name. He disappeared after cannibalistic ritual murders of four like young girls, children. Mm -hmm. And, they like kind of watched this whole documentary and like they're like huh and they're kind of starting to wonder like did deborah have anything to do with it she also has this neighbor that is like hell bent on getting this documentary film crew, film crew out of here he's like very intent on protecting deborah not letting her talk to anyone like it's very suspicious and they're like i wonder if they killed him together and he doesn't want us here because the alzheimer's a lot of alzheimer's patients it's really interesting so i follow this series on tiktok and it's called like deathbed confessions Mm -hmm. or alzheimer's patients and just like people on their deathbed confess to like decades old murders god damn yeah And so these nurses will, like, report cold cases and stuff. And a lot of them turn out to be true. Holy shit. Yeah. If they have information. Sometimes, like, there was one I read about or, like, was listening to recently where she was a 
flight attendant and she got a route specifically to her ex-boyfriend's city and he broke up with her and abused her and he went she went back killed him nobody ever found out holy fuck and she told the nurse that as she was dying and the nurse couldn't do anything because she wouldn't say where she wouldn't say what year she wouldn't say like anything but she confessed to it as she was dying and a lot of that you know alzheimer's patients don't have a filter anymore so they were like well i bet that he's worried that she's going to confess to murdering this physician which honestly would anybody be that upset about it right (laughs) like he's a serial killer killing it has to be girls before their first period or like on their first. Pe- I don't remember. It was something to do with their first period. Right. Yeah. It was very ritually, you know. Mm-hmm. And then like after they kind of start putting these pieces together, Deborah's behavior, like just wild. Like even before that, she like they saw her like literally levitate onto a counter. Mm hmm. And they were just like trying to rationalize it away. As soon as I saw that, I would fucking quit. Yeah, how the fuck do you rationalize that? There's a point where there's this window that she's been looking out and occasionally we find out that she's been like she's been hammering nails into it to hammer it shut. And this guy, the cameraman, is wandering over there and he's looking out the window and there's nothing and then he looks over and she's standing right fucking there. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's creepy, whatever. And literally as he's standing there talking to her on fucking film, she is nowhere near the window. The window just fucking flies open. And he shows that to the lead girl who's leading this documentary. And he's like, how do you explain that? And she actually tries to rationalize that. I'm like, what the fuck? You're literally seeing it. What are you doing? She says it's a draft. It was nailed shut. What draft? Oh, my God. No. Mm -mm. I would have quit. As soon as I saw the levitation with no skip in film, I would have been like, I am out this is not dementia alzheimer's this is nothing this is no bodily disease y'all need a priest and exactly. I am out this is more than i signed up for i don't need to get paid for this out yes. actually i'm gonna get paid double i'm gonna charge you <laughs> right. double right which is basically what he says but they even oh th- the daughter tries to at some point bring a priest into this she's like no this shit is happening and the family priest is like no it's just it's just alzheimer's and then she's like you got to be able to do something he's like no you just need to it's just your mother and i'm like you're being an ass go help yep 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 no i could i i mm-mm. like it, when Sarah sees that, that's when she really, like, all of this is starting to, like, come together. And then especially after the switchboard thing and mm-hmm. then that 337 being the physician. And then they ask her about the physician and she fucking loses it. Yes. And then she has to be hospitalized because she's fucking losing it. And then, like, all these things are happening to her body. Like, she's getting all these rashes. She's peeling her skin off. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> She's deteriorating rapidly. Like when you first see her, she's this very like put together, sophisticated, you know, you know, country club looking lady. And then like she's losing a lot of weight. She's looking very disheveled all the time, just like sunken in skin, like all of it. And you can't see me, but I like press my teeth (laughs) into my face. Very expressive, but you can't tell because this is not a video. But and she they're doing like spinal taps which was oh god i felt so bad for her yeah yeah because she doesn't understand yeah like you said with your grandmother like she has no idea why you're stabbing a needle into her fucking back and they're just like don't move don't move don't move and i'm like 
Oh my god, that's that's terrifying. If I ever need a lumbar puncture, I don't care what's wrong oh, with me. Terrifying. I would much rather just die from the symptoms than get a lumbar puncture. Dude, yeah, no. <laughs> I do not want a spine or a needle in my spine. That's why I also don't want children. Epidural? I was going to say, no, as you. I'm going, yes, epidural, please, for... <laughs> Yeah, but like labor or epidural, but like lumbar puncture, that thing is like epidural. At least you're numb in like seconds, you know? Yeah, that's true. You're just lumbar- feel the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. And then they inject you as with- no. <laughs> that sounds awful. Anyways, so Gavin fucking quits. The, the camera dude, one of them, he's like, I'm out. And I was like, you smart (laughs) the only smart dude in this whole thing he's out and then they figure out that the physician was supposedly trying to recreate some ancient ritual that would make him immortal but it required the death of five girls that had recently had their first period so that's what it was getting at there and they were like hmm wonder if deborah's possessed by the physician (laughs) right and then the neighbor fucking wants the film crew to leave so badly he just starts shooting up their van like at one point before the other guy leaves so i kind of went out of order but like at that point like i would definitely be like that's when the guy is fucking done yeah see and see i would have assumed that he was in on the ritual like yes that he's acting super creepy the whole time agreed like i wouldn't have assumed that they killed the guy i would have assumed that they also wanted immortality and they were in on it that's what i was thinking the whole time yeah like i was like oh he's the dude Mm-hmm. He's he's doing all the shit. That's why he wants them gone, and he wants Deborah home so bad because he needs her. Mm-hmm. That's not what was happening, but you know. So they act. Deborah's in the hospital, and she's getting like worse, but also like powering up. You know. Mm-hmm. And they kind of are figuring out that she's possessed by this physician, and at the hospital, Harris the friend of Deborah, and he's like a very fiercely loyal friend to her mm-hmm. visits her and she actually asks him to kill her yeah. which would be me i'd be like just yeah. fucking like absolutely I yeah and he fucking try- what a good friend yeah he tries to kill her like i would hope like first of all if i'm possessed yes try to kill me but also i don't know if i could ask that of anyone because like is this demon or thing going to let you? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not. You know, probably not. But he tries to smother her with a pillow. That would not be my method of doing that, I don't think. But yeah. I guess what else is he going to do in a hospital, you know? Right. But the thing throws a TV at him. Just yeah. through the air. Knocks him out. So, you know. He does not, is not successful in killing her. And then Deborah's daughter, Sarah, goes to the hospital. And a couple things are happening now. Deborah goes and takes a cancer patient child, mm-hmm. a girl, from the cancer ward. And, like, you can't, like, you got to add insult to injury here. She's already a fucking cancer patient. Right. Like, come on, man. And then Sarah sees that Harris has been knocked out but is still alive. And he basically tells her everything. Yeah. Like they're literally trying to do surgery on him to keep him alive. And he's trying to tell her this. 
He's like, we killed him. He's possessing her. You were supposed to be the last victim, which is why your mom killed him. Yeah, and he's buried in the backyard. Where the statue is, where your mom keeps going. Yeah. So they also tried to go and get the, her name is Kara, a young cancer patient. And they tried to go and get her. And that's all creepy too, because she's like down in the fucking depths of the hospital. Yeah, and she's like, something is going on with this little girl when she takes her. Like, she's not responding to anything, so she's definitely, like, under the influence of this spirit also. Like, hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hopefully if you get her away, it'll be fine, but, like, mm. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably won't be, though, you know. So she eventually actually does end up taking the girl. I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but it's because she bites the fucking jugular out of the security card. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. So Deborah fucking takes the girl. In the meantime, Sarah and the remaining crew go back to the house. They got to dig up the body of the dude that's possessing her mom. Well, he's not there. Deborah's already dug him up. Mm-hmm. Put him in the attic. They find his body and they try to burn him. But it don't work. Mm-mm. And it's very spooky. They like all these snakes are like exploding out of everything. And yeah, like you kind of see Deborah. Like her image, but she's not actually there, I don't think. Mm-mm. Yeah. So now they have to go and find Deborah because she has taken the little girl into the place where the physician had killed his previous victims because she's going to kill her. Yeah. He has to have one more and then he can live forever. In Deborah's body, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. I- I'm guessing. Yeah. So they're in these mines and then the sheriff and then this deputy are going and she fucking, though this was kind of creepy. Like I would not be this, this lady, y'all just need to shoot her. Okay. <laughs> like, I know you don't want to. She took a kid. She bit the jugular out of a security guard. Clearly you're not dealing with just some dementia patient, right? Mm-hmm. You need to look at Sarah and be like, I got to kill your mom. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. You all know she's possessed. Even if the sheriffs don't, you, the documentary filmmaker, y'all have seen the shit that's going on here. You need to just shoot her. Mm-hmm. You need to snipe her from somewhere where she can't see you and just kill her. Because otherwise, like, mm, because she actually continues to rack up her body count. Mm-hmm. She fucking spits like cobra venom. Yeah. At the deputy kills him. Or wounds him. I'm sorry. Like, he's probably going to die. Sends him to the ICU. Kills the other sheriff. So now there's, you know, two there. And then Sarah and Mia find Deborah in the mines. And that's when she's trying to swallow the kid like a snake. Yeah. And that, that was where, like, there are other spooky, really spooky things that happen down here. Just the imagery of finding her and finding the kid and, like, 
her face turning into like a demon in the fleeting camera imagery and like the lighting and you know the snake thing i could very much take or leave that yeah it's just so weird that people wouldn't have expected it yeah it was the shock value Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was well done it didn't look like it was Mm -hmm. you know the the cgi or whatever they did was was well done i was just like what the fuck but i guess that was the point yeah because it's a snake yeah yeah but then they they do get Kara away and they manage to burn the corpse of the physician because they brought him with them. And the film actually like when they filmed the the burning of it, they I guess are they think they're successful because Sarah starts just like holding her mom crying. I would not trust that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm sorry, mom, you got to die. <laughs> <laughs> you go into. I love you. I, I think that you want to die anyways, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to burn you, but I do have this gun, you see. Right. I'll just really quickly. I'm, I am love you. It's been fun. This it's been, been fun. Like, <laughs> Thanks for giving birth to me. Appreciate it. Yep. I did do my best, but you were possessed. Oh, my Rise. God. You <laughs> You Dr. Seuss killed her. Oh I God. Dr. Seussed it. <laughs> And, you know, I just, I would not be able to ever trust that you were not possessed ever again. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't trust myself that I wasn't possessed ever again. That's fair. But also, like, the way that she looks at the camera, I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't know know about that. Like, so... I mean, later they do cut to news crews of like, I keep rhyming. Look at me go. <laughs> of them like saying Deborah Logan unfit to stand trial for the death of Sheriff whatever and all the kidnapping of whoever and you know all this other stuff because she's just like continuing to deteriorate and like she just can't. Like she looks real bad. Mm-hmm. See, wouldn't she rather be dead? I'm just saying. I agree. Yeah. I would. Mm-hmm. So don't leave me alive like that. You should have just burned the body, took taken me out too. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. And then we have the cancer patient. She has overcome her cancer miraculously. She's celebrating her 10th birthday. And then she turns to the camera and is like, my plans for the future are a secret. Mm-hmm. So now she's possessed. And yeah. now immortal. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. all of that for what? <laughs> for nothing. And how was it a success? Who died for it? That's what I don't understand. I guess she did. I mean, for him to take over her body, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that was just like, I was like, how? How did (laughs) that happen? What's interesting is that the critics and the audience are like super split on this movie. 91% from the critics, 48% from the audience. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. So an incredible dissonance there, you know. Damn. There's not a ton of, like, there's 11 critics and, like, a thousand plus-ish audience ratings. So it's not like there's, you know, a fuck ton. But that's Mm -hmm. still, like, you know, enough to get a consensus there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it was, I liked that, I thought it was creepy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought it was 
different. I thought I liked that they kind of brought back found footage after, you know, mm-hmm. many years because, you know, we had paranormal activity and they just kept trying to make sequels and that doesn't really count. Yeah, it kind of tarnished the found footage name. Yeah. I mean, the first one was fine. And I could even I could even go as far as saying the first three. I will let mm-hmm. them be. But then after that. Yeah. Got a little messy. <laughs> I think I got to like the fifth one. And I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Isn't there one in Mexico? That's the one I was like, nope. Nope. Can't do it. I know that there's one in like a Mexican family's home but i think that they're in like that's la or one. something that's the one i'm talking about then where they're in like these is it like an apartment or something yeah yeah that's the one i don't know which one that is but it has a stupid name that's all i remember the ghost dimension yeah that no one. the marked ones it was the marked oh, the ones. marked ones the yeah. ghost dimension had like a couple good spooks but it wasn't great either it was the marked ones that I was talking about, I think. Yeah. Jesse and Hector, teenagers, a carefree summer, but the murder of a neighbor leads to a terrifying encounter. Fuck that. Anyways, we're not talking about that right now. Well, we may eventually, but yeah. No, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it, there was some decent spooks and it kept me really interested the whole time. I really liked the daughter character. I mm-hmm. liked that there was a queer character and it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was pandering to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it was just her. Like they don't really talk about her girlfriend and she's not super gay or anything like th- shrubbing it in your face. It's just her character, which is perfect. She was just existing. Yeah. And they did talk about how like her mother sent her away for kissing a girl. So there was a little bit of that characterization that did bring in some of her queerness, but it wasn't like, you know, like, there have been some things where I'm like, stop pandering to me as a queer person. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. Like, they didn't harp on the fact that she got sent away. That wasn't the thing. That was She wasn't yeah. mad at her mother for it or anything like that. So, I agree. I liked that. Right. And I also thought, like, again, there were – they did use some found footage things as spooks, but they didn't, like, harp on it as their only device. They still did some decent things. Like, I don't know. For me <sighs> – I really struggled between like, it's definitely not a five. I was like, is it a four? I know that I like hate to split hairs here, but I'd probably Mm -hmm. give it a three and a half. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, I don't think I liked it enough for it to be a four. So it's probably more of a three for me, but it had a lot of good too, where it was a four. So I don't know, probably a three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. It's, it's more than a three for me, but it's like hard for me to reach that four level. When I was watching it, I was like four. But then mm-hmm. like afterwards when I was taking it in, I was like, mm, I don't know if it's quite a four, but like mm-hmm. it's spooky enough for me to where I feel like I would watch it again. I wouldn't watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. It would need, I would need time for the, it to wear off for it to be spooky again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't watch it now tonight after yeah. watching it last night and it be effective again. But if I gave it like a year, mm-hmm. I think it would be spooky again. So, you know, rewatchability stands after X amount of time, but not immediately. There mm-hmm. are some movies where I can watch them over and over and they stand. I can watch them every day. This is not one of those films, but after amount of time, yeah, I think it would stand. So, yeah, I'd probably say three and a half. It like almost hit a four. So for whatever that's worth to you, it's almost <laughs> there. But I can't quite in good faith say a four, but it's very close. So, you know, 
or whatever you think there, I would say definitely give it a watch. I definitely think it's worth it. So this is on Tubi for free. If you want to watch it this spooky season, you just have to deal with the ads. It's also on Vudu for free. And then, you, of course, you can get everything on Amazon if you pay the rental fee. But Vudu and Tubi for free for your spooky season enjoyment. And for more spooky season enjoyment, you can follow us on all of our social medias. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And for even more enjoyment, you can go to patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And next time, it can't rain all the time. Till then, stay creepy.